probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy. This guy introduced me to a spicy and naughtier world, so I have him to thank for a lot of things. In fact, you could say I owe him a Blythe debt. Oh, a Blythe debt. It's a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch. But it, it counts. It checks out. It checks out. How on earth are you, Master Hudson, on this fine, fine May week? It's been lovely, mate. Uh, nice long bank holiday weekend. Had a nice um, social distancing street party on Friday. But by that, I mean everyone sat on their front lawns and shouted at each other across the roads. Um, but that was very nice. And then spent the weekend chilling out, ready for tonight's Star Wars session. But yeah, I'm doing well, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, mate. I am buzzing like yourself. I had a naughty long weekend, which was nice. I took the Thursday off. It was my wedding anniversary. So that was real Happy good. anniversary? Yeah, it was two years, mate. Two years. Mental. That that is uh that that this is that is deserving of this. Happy anniversary, both. Happy anniversary oh, to you both. Thank you very much, big boy. Thank you very much. But um, you know what? It's been a lovely, lovely weekend. The weather's been gorgy. I've had some good mm. food. You know, it's still quarantine-y, but you know, I still think um I still think that that means uh you know the weekend's been and gone and uh I can look forward to some Star Wars sessions. Right, so you come here for the Star Wars, but you will stay for the session. Just stay here for me and Luke. And before we jump on, we've got a couple more announcements to make. First off, shout out to our newest patron, Ant Shot First, the Northern Hunk, who joined at the This Is Where The Fun Begins tier. So thank you, mate. As we always say, we hope you enjoy the content we've put out, what we're going to put out, uh, and join and join in the Patreon community. So thank you so much for taking your first steps into a wider world. And also to Jimmy Adams for doubling his pledge amount. We really appreciate that, mate. So Jimmy... Thank you, mate, and thank you for joining. Yeah, legends. Thank you so much to Ant and Jimmy for your contributions, guys. There's plenty of spicy content on there for you, and there's a lot more coming toward you as well. Um, and also, we just want to say a big thank you to Hasbro once again for sending us some goodies. Um, I got in the post a Black Series Boba Fett helmet and it is so, so good it is just so good so good trust me mate trust me it looks incredible and um yeah so i've unopened that bad boy and look matty boy i'll level with you we're on tiktok now at Star Wars Sessions on TikTok. I've done a video, but I've uploaded that video onto TikTok, of course, at Twitter and Instagram. We're going to have a bit more fun with that. Um, but yeah, big thanks to Hasbro for sending us their new merch, which is celebrating the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. 40 years, 
40 years is crazy but honestly the quality and the look of this helmet really is incredible i've seen boba het helmets um boba het why do i keep saying boba het boba het <laughs> a boba het helmet mate <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I've seen other Boba Hett filmets and, um, and <laughs> after you know, a couple of Birios. Yeah, exactly. And they've not looked as good as this. This looks absolutely sick. I'm well impressed by it. So big thanks to Hasbro. Yep, can't argue. Thank you. And those uh, action figures are in pride of place in their packaging. So thank you very much for that, guys. Now, this has the real world done. Shall we, uh, we head off into the Essex Falcon and get the engine started, mate? Oh, mate, mate, let's do it. Let's get into that galactic news round. EA has confirmed that Jedi Fallen Order is in fact the start of a new franchise with more titles within the story coming in future releases. Tamura Morrison is heavily rumoured to be appearing in The Mandalorian Season 2. It's unclear whether he'll be portraying Boba Fett, Captain Rex or both. Mark Hamill has bid farewell to his character of Luke Skywalker in social media posts. And Hayden Christensen is rumoured to be in talks to appear in the Kenobi Disney Plus series according to various internet rumours. This is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Ladles and jelly spoons, children of varying ages, culturally and historically, there have been important and iconic partners and couplings. Think Anthony and Cleopatra, Bonnie and Clyde, Lancelot, Guinevere, Romeo and Juliet, Victoria and Albert, Ben and Jerry, Hot Water and Tea, Jar Jar Binks and Julia maybe Luke Bly in great hair my taste buds and donuts and over the years here in the UK and abroad the power couple that is posh and Bex however in the Star Wars fandom there is another and uh, joining those illustrious names are is one of my guests tonight the wonderful Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained dude how on earth are you oh I'm good uh you know as good as anyone can be right now I guess <laughs> Mm, yeah no thank you so much for taking your time your precious time your busy time to come and speak to two british star wars fans it really does mean the world to us now it means the galaxy to us mate so thank you very much oh of course right okie dokie so mate boy um it's 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 not a secret that you and i have watched star wars explained on youtube for years like i i have watched your videos for years and years and years and i think even for for me alex there are people at work who are you know let's say casual star wars fans who've probably seen one or two of your videos they'd recognize it just from the thumbnails of your videos so it really is a, a testament to the power of uh yours and molly's creation so i just want to get that out of the way you know, and say brilliant job and you're an asset to the community. So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, that always, I don't know, surprises me. <laughs> it's like, I, I, <laughs> I didn't make this channel to like do all that, but it's, I, I love that it has, it's just one of those things that got to be bigger than I ever thought it would. Fair enough. And, uh, we've seen you become the 
Star Wars champion, our movie trivia showdown. We've seen you uh, take down Fools Bruce Green, Knapsock, Squimshaw, Laura from Force Toast. Good podcast. We've also had Ken on this show. Lovely guy. We've also seen your guns grow. You, man, you need to give me some tips on how to get, because I wouldn't mind having arms like that as well. But it's, uh, yeah, I agree. It's been great to watch you. I've learned an awful, I've learned an awful lot. Uh, from you i'm a out of the two of us i'm the canon junkie so i i dive into all the books uh the novels the can uh, the comics the games and i like to think i'm pretty learned then i switched on star wars explained and i think right i i need to go back to the drawing board here because this guy's got everything on me but as luke said it's a testament to you how much work you put in how much energy and passion you commit to to star wars so from from two fans to another again yeah thank you very much for that mate Uh, well thank you no worries whatsoever so um, I've got a question for you that kind of just like leads, it leads off of that because, you know, it's it's a crazy time to be alive right now, you know, without even going into the world climate right now. It's a crazy time because we live in a time where people can post anything on the internet and it can be seen by thousands and thousands of people. Um, and a lot of that can be used for good. And a lot of that can be used for bad. And I'm talking about a spectrum a spectrum of different stuff. Um, but also, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. Um, one of the things I wanted to lead with, it's not actually super Star Warsy. It's actually about, it's about the channel and, uh, yours and Molly's experiences in general. And what are some of the biggest challenges of being on the front of, of, you know, the Star Wars creator space? You know, what, what is that like? Uh, I guess you just kind of <laughs> know that your opinion isn't going to match up with everyone's. <laughs> so no matter what you say, like someone's going to disagree with you. And usually people are like nice about it. But, you know, you, you have to be a little bit ready, I guess, for the the angry side of the fandom, which it comes out sometimes. But uh, for the most part, it, it's been fun and fine. I mean, especially like, uh, going to Star Wars Celebration has just completely changed for us uh, in a in a good and fun way. Uh, like that's just a, it's a busy time, uh, but it, it like recharges our batteries so much. Just getting to experience so many people loving on Star Wars, and like they just want to tell us <laughs> that they love Star Wars, and that's a it's a fun fun time. It must be it must be pretty gratifying to have people come up to you at celebration because you're obviously there for the channel and as a fan. It must be pretty sweet coming up to seeing people who you may recognise from comments in, on YouTube or questions that I've sent into you. So that must be pretty cool actually meeting these people and conversing with those who you know watch you uh, week on week. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, because I guess I know a lot of people. Yeah, through their comments through their usernames uh through their twitter handles and it's so much fun when someone like says hello my name is so and so and like yeah nice to meet you and then they're like i'm this person online i'm like oh yeah like we've talked a ton and now i like (laughs) we're actually meeting and that that's always fun Wow, that's incredible. That really, and that is a testament to the strength of the community and the strength of of mythology like Star Wars, you know, and and the fact that, you know, these bunch of random people can come together 
and you know have friendships that last you know you know a lifetime it's it's crazy you know matt and i we we met on a star wars forum we met on the cantina forum on star wars uh news network mm. and um it turned out that we worked on like, minutes away from each other <laughs> minute uh, i mean minutes like seconds yeah, away from each other in the world <laughs> yeah and so you know it really it really just does go to show um that there's a lot of brilliant people out there so no that's that's great to hear alex thank you matty boy i I believe you've got a question next mate i have got so many for alex that don't involve his uh, gym workout regime i'm a i've done patreon shows talking about jedi fallen order i dig that game i for me it was on par if not the best star wars story we got last year i love the characters and the family that we got from it. And now we're getting EA have confirmed we're getting a franchise based on fallen on the star Wars, you know, colon fallen order story. So what are you thinking? Cause I know how much that you enjoy that story as well. What are you thinking about the, the next stories going ahead? Do you hope they're focused on Cal Kestis and the gang, or do you think there may be, you know, uh scope for sto- other stories to be told in that era? Uh, I just want you to know that I mimed giving you a high five across the Atlantic ocean. Uh, cause <laughs> I, I love fallen order so much. Uh, and yeah, I'm always excited to talk about that. Mm. Uh, for the future. Well, I, I, I will say that I have been pestering the, my, like, I only have a few contacts at EA, but, uh, I ever, since I finished the game, I was just like, green light the sequel, like <laughs> guys make another, like the people who have no power to do that, but I'm just like, do it, do it. And, uh, now, now that it's been officially kind of announced, I jokingly have been taking credit for getting that done, which obviously is not true. That is <laughs> Alex Damon gets the sequel confirmed. Done. Done. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would be happy no matter the direction they went. Uh, because at this point I trust the writers. Mm-hmm. I think the most likely scenario is that they will follow Cal and company. Uh, but I would be completely fine if they just went somewhere else. If they went to, uh, what did Luke do after return of the Jedi? And we played as Luke for a little while or like another clone Wars story or something in the high Republic, like the star Wars Jedi title to me feels like it's flexible and can do whatever mm-hmm. um so like the the story ended in a satisfying enough place for me uh that i would be fine to jump to new characters but i also love those new characters so much and i feel like we only got a little bit of time with Marin, who was like a late addition to the crew and again i was like she is awesome so i'd, I'd want to spend more time with her i think that they could go off into the unknown regions, maybe looking for more clues about the Zepho. Uh, I think it's probably important to get them out of the main galaxy, but uh, mm-hmm. who knows? Like, I-, I think the most likely scenario is to continue following the same group of characters. I'd be absolutely happy with that. My favorite from the gang was Grease. I love yep. a bit of a uh, greasy money, baby. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to ask you the boring question now, but you get a chance, you get a chance to hang out with any of those guys from the, from the Man- Stinger Mantis gang, you get you get an afternoon to go and have dinner and a chat. Who are you hanging out with? Oh, uh, that's tough. Um, I, I think I'd have the most fun talking with Grease. Like I, Cal was my favorite of the group, 
and I also love BD one, but I don't understand binary. So I I think I think I'd want to have dinner with Grease because he'd cook it and it's probably good. Uh, I'd love to ask him why he puts so much salt on his food. Uh, (laughs) I think I'll go with Grease. Sound answer, my friend. That is a great answer. And Alex, I love your point. With and I'll be I'll level with you. I have never I've never thought about moving the Jedi um what's the word like franchise into different eras and different characters because you could do that like I'd love to see a game set in between episode six and seven more towards the sequel trilogy like imagine if you were a Jedi or an apprentice or a Padawan and um you're training and everything and off doing missions and then at the end of the game bang you you, you know you're you're mowed down by Kylo Ren that would or, be mental I, they could do basically like they could almost even keep the fallen order subtitle like you could play as ben solo and then fall at the end or something oh, 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 oh. <laughs> imagine that i think we should go work for ea right <laughs> let's go do it Alex has got contacts, and he's at, he actually got the sequel green lit. So, got we're on board with you now. So, we're part of the team. I'm the T boy. Luke can be the janitor. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That is it. Um, no, brilliant, brilliant chit chat. And I know we could sit here and talk about Fallen Order all day because it is, it is, you know, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, one of the best Star Wars games we've ever got. And I think in the years to come, in in the next few years, it's people are going to realize that. You know, because I don't know many people who have played that game and said that is a horrendous game. You know, Star Wars fans play that game and they adore it. So again, I think that is a big win for EA. It's a big win for Star Wars as a brand. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with. You. Like, I think it's one of the best stories. That it might be my favorite Disney Lucasfilm story uh, that's happened since 2015. But also, yeah, just game wise, and I try to like give the caveat that. I just love that type of game, Uncharted, The Last of Us, like a third-person action adventure where also you're raiding tombs, which I haven't played the Tomb Raider games, but like I love Indiana Jones and just uh, relic hunting and solving puzzles in temples, and which is also Uncharted. Like That game was just built for me. How many times have you played through Fallen Order, mate? I'm only on my second playthrough, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I'm on, I played through the first time on Jedi Knight, I did that in uh, two nights. Wow. That was a... a, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) EA was nice enough to let us unlock the game on a Tuesday. And it came out on a Friday. And I was like a little... Like, I wish we had more time to play it so I could actually like get my review out when the game released. And like, now I don't have enough time, but it's still nice of them to give us the game. And I sat down and I played it like for eight or nine hours straight oh. was that you and molly <laughs> or just was, you? I, I just loved it it was uh just me she was sleeping <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like even up like it unlocked late yeah. tuesday night and so i just stayed up all night playing it and then i slept and i woke back up and i was like well i guess i'm just gonna finish this game and i played the rest of it wednesday uh and, and it wasn't because i was trying to rush to get the review out i was just so into it and mm. the, the whole second half of that game like my jaw was on the floor. I love it so much. I, I, I've done two playthroughs as well. The second time was, you know, mainly just to take photos with the photo mode. But you've realised that you missed. I missed so much on the first time round. 
um, like a lot of the data bank entries and just like the collectibles and that, and just exploring. I found there was no pressure. Now I could just go and explore, um, get whooped by the Knight Brothers a little bit more, uh, but also to, but just enjoy it. So um, I'm glad that we've both managed to get t- two playthroughs through. But yeah, I, I, I can't. I, wait. I'm almost done with my second actually. That's I, I started on Grandmaster and I've been slowly working my way through that, uh, which has been rough at times. Is, is it on your channel, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah, we've been streaming it. Yes, so um, <laughs> you're better than I am because I haven't played on Grandmaster. I'm going to put my hands up right there and say it now. So um, yeah, I and, can't uh, wait for any Fallen Order, man. There are there are straight up scenes in that game where I'm just like, nah, nah, lowering <laughs> difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... I'm lowering this. I've got to get through. I've got to get through the Inquisitor now. Um, no, phenomenal game. Um, and, you know, we've spoken about 2019. Um, but speaking about the future, Alex, and again, I think you bring to the table a lot of perspective. You know a lot of the canon. Um, Matt and I have our own opinions about this. Um, but where or what would you rather the first live-action Star Wars film be set? Do you, do you want it to be set possibly in the past, maybe the High Republic era or, you know, beyond that? Or would you rather it in the distant future, you know, maybe 100 years after yeah. Rise of Skywalker? Um, ultimately, they're going to be pretty equal. My gut says, let's go to the past. Uh, I think that, at least there's a little bit of groundwork there. Uh, we know some of what to expect. Like I, I think exploring the origins of the Jedi would be really fun or uh, the split between the Jedi and the Sith and doing the hundred year darkness or the Mandalorian wars, like all of that stuff sounds uh, fun and intriguing to me, but uh, I do really like the kind of, I don't know, promise that, ray metaphorically makes when she buries the lightsabers on tatooine like to me that just screams okay let's jump a thousand years into the future there's going to be some new heroes maybe like a brother and a sister that have to find like these legendary weapons like that's such a fantasy setup of like we have to find the sword of the heroes and then go battle evil like I think it would be cool to see those lightsabers be unearthed again. But there's so much that, like, I think going into the future is a lot harder, and they're probably going to need to take more time to say, like, okay, what does the future of Star Wars look like? Whereas jumping into the past, I think, is a little bit easier. Uh, And so I think they could do that, explore some past eras while they figure out what to do in in the future. Because that's the crazy thing, isn't it? Is that, like you said, there has to be some planning, you know? And and that's whether it's in the past or the future. You could argue, you know, the past is probably a bit easier and sets up some storylines in an easier, more understandable way. And I think you'd be fair in saying that. Um, But as for, you know, either way, as for the planning, you know, I felt, you know when we got that promo stuff for the High Republic when they were when they were bringing that out and we saw a video yeah and there was this like there were people with whiteboards on and everything they had like people all in one room talking about stuff man Lucasfilm wherever they go 
They need to put those directors, those writers, the producers, everyone needs to be in a room and they need to figure whatever they're doing out, whether it's in the past or the future, or maybe both. You know, we don't know. Um, they've announced Taika Waititi, which I think is a, is a great choice. I really like Taika. But again, it, it's it's I, I don't want them to go in blind. And I don't want them to go in with like, oh, yeah, you can pretty much do do your own thing on Star Wars. Do you feel like we're, we're going to get a bunch of now spinoffs or will we get a new saga? I kind of hope it's a mixture. Like, I, I really enjoyed the original idea of saga film spinoff, saga film spinoff. Like, I think that's fun. Uh, Maybe it's confusing for audiences. I don't know. Like I did, my my parents were a little confused by Rogue One uh, <laughs> and how it related mm. to The Force Awakens. And then I was like, well, it doesn't really. Because like, they don't watch all the trailers and know exactly what's going on. They just like to go watch Star Wars movies with me. So, uh, but but to me, I think that's fun to just keep things fresh and like, what we we have Taika doing a film, we have Kevin Feige doing a film. Uh, Ryan Johnson's we he has a trilogy that we haven't really heard much about, and he's doing Knives Out two first. It seems like so. I don't know what the schedule is, but mm. I, I would like to get into another trilogy or something. Uh, if we were going to do the older public, I guess I would want a trilogy of older public stories. Um, but I, I'm kind of imagining that Taika and Feige are going to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But that they could easily be kind of introductory stories where maybe if that one does well, if people respond to it, that turns into a trilogy. I don't know. No, I think they're going to do something. I think they're going to have more of a standalone feel. I mean, Feige, yes, he's coming from the MCU, but he's, you know, his thing isn't just let's set up sagas and series. I think he's going to have a one and done. Um, obviously, if it does well, you know, Hollywood works and, and the money talks, maybe they'll get him back for more. Same as Taika. Um, but I, I'm interested to see what they do. But you mentioned uh, you mentioned Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I, for one, would very much dearly love to see that. The idea of Ryan Johnson playing in his own sandpit, not shackled by the Skywalker saga canon uh, or any character fates. It's his own story. That is what I'm most look, looking forward to, but I, I know that you're, we all know your thoughts on the rise of Skywalker. And I believe ours are fairly similar, but out of the sequel trilogy, I just wanted to ask how, how do you, how, what are your thoughts on the handling of the sequel trilogy? Because I think it's pertinent to us because we're going into a new era. And like Luke's just said, we need to have that clarity now. And as, as did a rising director, look at the Mandalorian, look at those incredible two uh, gallery episodes on Disney plus to see how everybody's involved and Filoni's just monologuing left, right, and centre and charming us all. Sequel trilogy, I mean, to you looking back now in hindsight, you know, what what are your thoughts on, I mean, the, the three films obviously, but just on the overall story and how that was handled? I mean, I think you already brought it up that uh, you want you don't want people to go in blind in the future. And I feel like they definitely did that for the sequel trilogy. And I think that was a mistake. It's something where the original trilogy, like people always bring up, well, they kind of made that up as they went. 
And yeah, to a degree, but it also was all George's vision, even if it did swap directors around. And even if it worked out 40 years ago, nowadays, it's like, well, people are expecting these big franchise films to be like the MCU. Like, I think the MCU just kind of changed audience expectations. And I don't want Star Wars to be exactly like the MCU, but at least a little bit of a plan. And I just do not get the sense that that's how the sequel trilogy went. There's still a lot of stuff in it that I like. Uh, and I mean, I, yeah, I, I overall, I like it, uh, but it's not going to be my favorite. It, I don't know. <laughs> it's just the, I, I was kind of trying to believe that there was a plan this whole time. And then the rise of Skywalker kind of made me go, mm, I don't think there was. And, <laughs> But, you know Alex. that's fine like i'm ready to move on but alex the morning after rise of skywalker i was dealing with these feelings man because like the <laughs> i literally i rung up we got a good friend of the podcast isaac who's one of my good friends um from a different part of the country and uh i was speaking to him the day after and we were like that was weird wasn't it that was weird rise of skywalker because you could you could tell for, for me there are still some of the most magical moments in it, man. Like Han with Ben on the ruins of the Death Star. I mean, come on. I mean, mate, I had tears going down my face. I had tears going down my face. And we're British, Alex. Like we don't talk about <laughs> feelings, right? We don't we don't do that stuff. But it, I, I think it just it smashed out the part from that perspective. But you could just clearly tell, like you said. That either there, there was just barely any planning, or the film was maybe a four-hour film, mm-hmm. and we we just got remnants of it almost packaged together. It felt like one of those, and it, it just feels almost crazy because you know Star Wars is still one of the biggest, if not the biggest, IP ever. You know, in pop culture, it's a massive deal. You know, and again, I'll bring it up. You know. Um, channels like yours prove that, you know, communities like ours or, you know, although small and growing proves that it proves that that fire is there and the Mandalorian proves it. The Mandalorian proves it. 2019 people were thinking the most iconic pop culture character ever was going to be Thanos. Yeah. Or one of the Marvel heroes. Nope. End of the year. It's a little baby. It's Baby Yoda. Yes, yeah, so Star Wars has it has the capability. There's no two ways about it. It's just the planning. And like yourself, before Rise of Skywalker, I was going into it thinking, no, nah, well, you know, there was this interview back in the day where Kathleen or whoever it was was saying, oh, man, yeah, we've been meaning to bring back Palpatine from the start and stuff. And I'm like, man, yeah. maybe, maybe they did. But also, I, I, I don't know if I believe you. I don't I 100% don't. I mean, like, I haven't read the leaked Trevorrow script, but it sounds like that's completely legit and Palpatine's not in it. So Verified as legit. And um, and Papa Palps is, he's, he's in a hologram, which it, it makes sense, but he's nowhere to be. All of our conversations seem to come around to Palpatine and the Rise of Skywalker. And I think we've been, I think we've been really burnt by this. Um, but I'd also say, for those listening, we'll hear this all the time, but just seeing Ian McDermott on screen again, hamming it up was an absolute joy to behold. So whatever I, we think of the film, 
just seeing Ian up there as the Emperor one last time, I assume the last time, that was that was very cool to see. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, and I think yeah, I think we're all on the same wavelength regarding that. But what the spe- sequel trilogy did did, for, did do for me was open up the, the the possibilities. What could be when the Force Awakens was announced, or Episode Seven as we knew was announced in 2012. The old cast are coming back. We've got these new faces. The internet, as they do, went wild with speculation. But to me, it was a much purer time. You know, people were coming up with anything. They had a blank a blank slate, you know, speculate away. And some of my favourite pieces of speculation came out of that. Uh, can you, off the top of your head, mate, what, what are some of your favourite pieces of speculation during the sequel trilogy? And they can be as, you know, bananas or bonkers as you can remember, but because um, there's been a few of them. But I just wanted to ask, because someone with their finger on the pulse... What are some of the other things you heard? I think the one that, that pops into my head immediately was, I, I remember people talking about Boba Fett being in it. And I, I like the very first shot, I, I remember sitting in the theater and like Laura Santeca is talking to Poe. And I was like, is this Boba Fett? <laughs> like excitedly, like all already I've gone off the deep end. And of course it's not. And he's not in the movie at all, but uh, that for some reason stuck with me that people were like, yeah, Boba Fett's going to be in this and he's going to be all messed up and half robotic because of the Sarlacc pit. And like, no, what about Ezra, Ezra Bridger, Ezra Bridger being, uh, being Snoke, you know, shedding his human form. Oh my God, everyone being Snoke. everyone. Mace Windu is Snoke. And I'm thinking I have questions about that one, but there are yeah, some of the, the Snoke rumors are, uh, incredible but i just i it came to my mind because you've got that wonderful t-shirt i think it's a four center t-shirt you'll be speculate responsibly and i think as this trilogies went on the speculation got uh progressively worse uh where, com- considering that to start we had this kind of like free spirit nature and then towards the end it was really not very good so yeah i just wanted to know what some of your faves <laughs> were yeah i think the i mean i like the speculate responsibly shirt as well and it is four center and I think that's more about just being like, yeah, have fun, speculate, make up stuff and try to guess where this is going, but don't get too attached to it because <laughs> when you're wrong, like some people get all up in arms about We're it. Star Wars fans, uh, we don't do that. Yeah. Some people like desperately want to be right <laughs> yeah. and uh, prove that they know Star Wars more than other people. And it's like, uh, you can't. It, this movie is going to be based on what the creator thinks Star Wars is, and it's probably different to what you think. Yeah, I fully agree. I heard the word Boba Fett there, didn't you, Luke? Yeah, mate, I did. <laughs> Solid segue. <laughs> I'm in a beautiful transition. We've been doing this for there. too long, guys. Beautiful transition. Um, yeah, because people, I feel, could be doing that right now. Because I know we, we've we've got headlines, man. We got headlines. Boba Fett is in Mandalorian season two, and you know what? I am excited to see. It. I'm not quite as excited as Twitter was at the weekend. I'll admit, but you know, I'm optimistic about it. And I think as long as it is just like maybe a cameo or you know a short a short stint in the show, I'm good with it. But even even with that. Even with that, until I see it in the flesh, you know, I've I think as Star Wars fans, we've learned our lesson where we gotta just you know take it with a bit of salt. 
take it with a bit of salt because we we never know these days because we we were hearing all kinds of theories and speculations and definites you know like matt smith being in episode nine was he i don't know i don't know there's i think there's a good chance he was in it and we we just are never going to see the footage or whatever i don't know um but i think there is definitely a lesson to take away from it yeah but yeah, I guess if Boba, I mean, if Boba Fett, uh, I'm not entirely sure I want him in the Mandalorian. And I know there's another character we can mention shortly, but Bo- I mean, Boba in the Mandalorian is cool. But what is, what would, for me, I, I mean, for me, I'm going to ask you, Alex, what is the purpose of having Boba Fett or Boba Fett, if you're that way inclined, in the Mando? What, why would he be there? Like, obviously the, you know, bounty of Hunter Rosa Bounty, but why would they be bringing in Boba Fett in this series after how well season one has done? What are they thinking? Yeah, I don't like all of these rumors about uh, uh, Boba Fett's going to be in it and Ahsoka's going to be in it. Mm. And like, it does make me a little wary. Like my, my instinct is to be excited. Uh, and I, regardless, I would be happy to see Tamira Morrison in the role again. But yeah, I, one thing I really love about the Mandalorian's first season is that it is a bunch of new characters. Yeah. and they're doing things that we've never heard about before. And I don't want it to all of a sudden get dragged into the familiar. I like when star Wars gets to just be a little bit weird and do something brand new. I'm, I'm glad the Skywalker saga is over so that we don't have to deal with all of that emotional baggage of all these characters that we've known for so long. And now if you pull in an Ahsoka and Boba Fett, it's like, Oh, you're just doing the same thing again. And we're like, people are going to be upset about how Boba Fett or Ahsoka is portrayed in live action mm. uh, when we could just be spending more time with these characters that we already love. But for Boba Fett, I think it would be kind of fun, especially now that we've had like the groundwork. Uh, I, I was afraid that he was going to show up in season one. And then it's like, all right, well, now it's just the Boba Fett mm-hmm. show. I don't want people to overshadow these new characters uh but we we've spent a season with them and if boba fett slowly kind of becomes like a bounty hunter that is also hunting the child now it's like okay we have a real adversary for the mandalorian he's like the mirror image of the guy but like the dark side version of him Hmm. I, i guess i wouldn't really want boba fett to be an anti-hero i don't want him to really be redeemed i would like him to be a monster and if he's going after baby yoda like we will immediately be against him so i i I think that the the groundwork has been laid for it to work i think it would benefit from doing another season of teasing his appearance like assuming that he did appear kind of sort of in episode five of season one if that was him finding Finnick Shand. Uh, I think that if we did another just like one episode tease in season two and then maybe make him the main villain of season three mm-hmm. or something like that, I, I, I would like to spend even more time getting to know the main cast. Yeah, I, can, I hear that. Do you think at any time with Filoni on board, do you think and his knowledge of canon – Will, the, will Boba, Boba Fett, Boba Fett be in his, you know, his famous armor? Because if you believe what Aftermath said, the sheriff 
Cobb Vanth has now has this scarred Mandalorian armor that looks like it's been through the belly of a Sarlacc, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, that to me sort of raises questions. That if, if and again, we've spoken off air uh, with our community about that, and they've said, you know, that doesn't, they never once said it was Boba Fett. It was heavily implied to be Boba Fett, but um, do you think that would ever be brought up, or do you think they'd just be like, no, that was somebody else's, and Boba had his all along? I I think they would just brush it under the rug and leave it to a future source book to be like, and then Boba Fett went and got his armor back. And I I don't think they're going to address that in the show. I know Chuck Wendig has even talked about, he did a lot of things in the aftermath books that were like, obviously this is kind of what he's going for, but it doesn't have to go that way. Uh, He made some allusions to like things that could be Snoke uh, in, out in the unknown regions. And that turned out to be not true. He made reference to like a really tall blonde orphan on Jakku that joins the first order. And he, he said like, this could have been Phasma, but then she got a completely different backstory in the book Phasma. And that's like, he just left things vague enough. So it's like, obviously, yeah, that's supposed to be Boba Fett's armor in aftermath, but it, it it might not be and most people that watch the mandalorian are going to have no idea about that so <laughs> yeah it could, because it's even got to the point where um i got the uh boba uh fat helmet the black series one the other day and um i was facetiming with um my missus and i were facetiming with my father-in-law right he lives in a in a different part of the uk and um we're FaceTiming and I, I, and halfway during the conversation, my missus and her dad, they were talking. And then I came back on camera and I had my Boba fat helmet on. Do you know what he said, Alex? Do you know what he said? He went, Oh, you're, it's the Mandalorian. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which I'm like, wow. Wow. That TV show really has like absolutely penetrated and destroyed pop culture like it is it is just like done such a good job for its its own reputation and um i do feel like part of me would be a little wary of having boba fett in the show just just from that perspective would it confuse the heck out of people would would people be going oh that's unusual because i i know that dave filoni and john favreau the type of guys to to put story first now if the story makes sense that's what goes down and i was always really impressed with that um with with the mall appearance for example in solo you know, they, it's almost like at the time, anyway, it felt like they're putting story and, and canon first. And it was mm. a bit like a nod to those who had followed canon. Um, but I don't know if they would follow in those footsteps, which is why, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm just skeptical to really put my heart into it. Maybe maybe that's why I'm not super excited for it, mate, boy. Mm. Maybe, maybe that's why. I'm just like, no, nah, my heart can't handle this. No, I, I get that. And um, I know you touched on it on Alex on a recent episode, but uh, you are you, well, obviously you just dropped your 2020 canon, canon review. 50 odd minutes of pure delight. I've got to say, for someone like me, I was absolutely like reveling in that. I was loving it. Um, and I think you maybe actually answered this on, a sh- on one of your shows every day, but for those who haven't maybe heard of it, when you see contradictions in canon, however big or small, does um what does that does that affect you in a way? And I don't mean sort of like to the point where you can't sleep at night, but obviously you give a lot of your time 
to read and to follow and to um, digest all this canon. And then, and then certain parts are sort of, we don't, we won't, well, that will change that. That one's not quite so important. Now, does that, does that bother you at all? Or you just kind of, you just roll with it and use your own head cannon to fill the spaces. I guess it depends on what the contradiction is. Like I just put a video out today about uh, the differences between the Ahsoka novel and the siege of Mandalore, the final season, uh, because there were some differences, but it was kind of like out of necessity. So like it's something where like, if I can understand why the contradictions happened in the first place, where it's like when the Ahsoka book was written, we had no idea that we were going to get to see season seven. And I don't think Filoni or anyone did. So they wanted to like kind of trickle out some details about what happened. So I'm sure he gave EK Johnston, like a, here's a summary of the siege of Mandalore and there you go and so she did her best to kind of flesh that out then they get to do the clone wars and it's like okay well does dave filoni now have to be shackled to the outline that he gave years ago or can he tell the story the way he wants to Mm -hmm. tell it and i think he should be able to tell the story the way he wants and then the contradictions in the end that i have seen people that this hasn't been a huge deal like i haven't seen a bunch of people angry about it it's just like some confusion and like they're not that big of a deal especially when the book it's like i don't know one two percent of the pages in the book talk about this stuff so and the book itself is not about the siege of mandalore it's about what happened to ahsoka after the fact so it's like you know just replace all that stuff in your mind her lightsabers are blue now you can just swap that color those words out in your head um but then there are some that i feel like happen through just uh an accident or oversight and it's like when when something gets really put in stone and this also has to do with the ahsoka book funnily enough so the ahsoka book takes place a year after revenge of the sith and it talks about how she killed the sixth brother inquisitor and then the darth vader comics came out and it said three years after Revenge of the Sith and the sixth brother is still around. uh, And they quickly fixed that comic for the digital versions. Uh, They just made it take place right before the Ahsoka book. Um, But so so that one was a little hard to reconcile. uh, And that one bugged me a little bit more, but like they quickly took care of it. And also even then it's like the sixth brother could have been, replaced like who's to say that the the sixth brother got killed and so they just promoted the seventh brother and then the eighth sister became the seventh sister and like who knows how the inquisitorious works they're a very shady organization and i I guess i'm just become used to filling in the gaps myself because that's kind of become my job as people ask me these questions and i'm like well maybe it's because of this or maybe this and like i can usually find some way to make it work no that's awesome that is awesome and i think that's um i think that's spot on and i I agree with all of those and i know matty boy you've been frustrated with similar things didn't you mate yeah little bits Um, similar similar to alex i obviously i absorb a lot i invest a lot of time into canon i love all the novels and the comics i love every sort of easter egg you get or the new characters like people like ray sloan people like i dig ray sloan as a character um 
and I, again, depending on the size of the contradiction, it's not a big, it's not a big deal. But yeah, I mean, if 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 there's like big, which I have been fairly sort of sizable ones, but nothing huge, huge. But it does, it, you do think sometimes, oh, could you not have just read that book and like just tweak that line one bit, or um, you know, don't say the war ended on Endor when it didn't end on Jakku. But it's little things like that which I think, but you know, not to mention when you created Jakku, yes. Like- that was yours. It's Jakku Abrams. J, I think that's one of the J stands for that. JJ Abrams created it. But I mean, again, it's, I, I didn't leave the film thinking, right, well, that's completely ruined the film for me, but I'm not going to, in the, in the right. theater, I did, as soon as he said, I was like, did that happen? Or did I just not read Aftermath or the Battlefront 2 game or anything like that? But it's little, little things like that. But yeah, they don't ruin it. But at times it can be, a, it can be a bit like, oh, I really enjoyed that book. And now I kind of have a different view on it. So, but yeah, I'm glad to know that. It hasn't it hasn't tempered your um your uh, thoughts on it, especially as like the king of canon, which we're going to proclaim you as now. Yes, yes, the king of canon, and I think that is a suitable title. Um, Alex, before you leave, because I know again you're a very busy man, busting out all that top quality content. We just have a few questions for you from our patrons. Are you happy to answer some of those? Absolutely. Cool. Okay. So the first question we got from Jimmy Adams, who says, I'd love to know what each of them or Alex uh, would like the next movie to be about and why. Mm. I don't really have a preference. I just want something new. (laughs) I want it to be outside of the Galactic Civil War. Uh, I want it to be about brand new characters that's kind of it. Like I want to be able to get to know new people. Like that's been some of the most fun I've had is getting to know Cal Kestis and the second sister and Marin and Grease or the Mandalorian and Cara Dune and baby Yoda and, uh, grief Karga or, uh, like Finn and Poe becoming best friends in the force awakens is one of my favorite star Wars scenes. So I, I just want to kind of, get away from the familiar and do something brand new can't argue with that uh martin mead a local boy to us he said uh who uh who is your favorite star wars character and why thank you i've got a feeling i might know who this is you can guess i'm sure you know Does, is he big uh is he a beefcake with a mustache <laughs> he is <laughs> yeah, over to you alex <laughs> yeah, uh Biggs Darklighter is my favorite character. Uh this is something that it, it has kind of a it started a bit as a joke, which honestly when I talk to people like Veer's Watch on Twitter or uh Heath uh who loves Constable Zuvio on Twitter, like we always kind of have a similar story where it's like, you know, I kind of attached myself to this person as a joke at first and then it became sincere. Uh but Biggs, I I always kind of attached myself to that character growing up because uh, I saw those pictures of Biggs and Luke on Tatooine. I didn't know what deleted scenes were at the time. I would have been like eight or nine. Uh, this was before even the special editions came out. Uh, but I remember learning about Biggs and being like, oh, that's the guy who blows up at the end during the Death Star run and being confused as to why these pictures existed, but they weren't in the movie. And 
DVDs didn't exist back then. So like me and my friend had a CD-ROM that did have the deleted scenes and we had to like unlock it and go through all this stuff (laughs) just to see a very mediocre scene that should have been cut from the movie and rightfully was. And (laughs) so I just kind of like remember Biggs very well. And then uh, like 10 years ago, uh, I got my first dog that I owned as an adult. He was a beagle. And I always thought that Biggs would have made a good dog name. So I named him Biggs. Oh. And then that just solidified the love even more. And I, I started making jokes about how Biggs is the best. And then I started to make sincere arguments about why Biggs is the best. <laughs> and, and now you've got him tattooed so, on your arm. Uh, not yet, but maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> So, so as long as, he, as long as he doesn't replace the picture of Molly in your in your house with pictures of Bigs, so I don't think they'll be in the <laughs> Yeah, what a what a name! That is genius. I love that. Love that. Um, okay, so up next we got a question from Luke Summerfield who asks, uh, "Hey, both, totally love what you and Alec, uh, Alex and Molly do. Uh, do you know where Captain Kennedy is from?" Both the actor and the in-universe character, big smiley emoji. So that's an interesting one. There is uh, I don't. To that. I don't know much about uh, out of universe stuff. Uh, I I know that the the actor was in uh, Game of Thrones, so I assume he's one of like I, I always make the joke that you guys have like nine actors that <laughs> yeah. appear in all the same stuff. Uh, so I guess he's one of those. Um, but other than being from the empire, no, I, I don't know much else about captain Kennedy, where he's (laughs) from, what planet or anything. I just know that he was part of the empire back when it was still a thing. So I'll ask you this, and there is good reason for me asking you this. When he speaks, does he sound like he has like an accent to you? When Captain Kennedy in The Last Jedi is speaking. Well. Is there an accent? I guess I assumed he was British because he was part of the First Order. <laughs> and evil. <laughs> so, like, it, it my, like, my gut reaction is yes, but... Uh, and he also says bloody, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a giveaway. He's from the British Isles somewhere. Um but no, okay, so I think what he's alluding to, I don't know the canon one. I don't know if you do, Matty Boy. Uh, no, all I know is he, he he was on that ship and then got blown up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, so let's just assume he's from um, some dodgy caravan in Endor or something like that. That's his backstory. Um, okay, but the actual actor, the reason Luke Summerfield is asking this is because Captain Kennedy, the actor behind him, is Welsh. And he is from the country of Wales, which is part of the UK. So that's why that's why he's that's okay. where Luke is from, isn't it? So he's yeah, a Welsh yeah. man showing his love for a Welsh Star Wars character. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Luke Summerfield and repping Wales on this show. Again, we appreciate it. Um, we've got another one from, from down under, all the way from Australia. It's Dylan Q. He asked, um, we well, wanted us to let you guys know, yourself and Molly, please let them both know that Dylan thinks what you both do is amazing. He loves your passion, your positivity, and your energy, which we echo that. Um, please ask the guys, what are their favorite Star Wars stories outside of the films of all time and why? So it can be a book, a comic, a video game, a TV show, or arc, or et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. 
my, I mean, right now it's still on the forefront of my mind is like, I want to say fallen order, but I also, I don't want to like just keep harping on that. Uh, so I'm trying to think, uh, something from like my childhood. Honestly, I have very fond memories of shadows of the empire like Mm. that. I kind of blame that game for first getting me into the books uh because that was what 96 when that came out so i was just like i I got into star wars at the perfect time it was like 95 and then the next year we got a big old star wars video game on the on a brand new console and then after that it was the special editions and then two years after that the prequel started so I got to kind of ride this wave up, but during all that time where I was waiting for movies, I started to get into the books and I got into the books because I read shadows of the empire. And that was like one of my first big boy books (laughs) when I was (laughs) in like third grade. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is multiple hundreds of pages long and, but it's star Wars and I'm going to read it. Oh man, that is so awesome. That's a good, that's a good shout. That is a good shout. And uh, that must be so nostalgic now, looking back at all that stuff too. For sure. I mean, I I still really love playing some of those old games. Like I would consider Shadows of the Empire and like Dark Forces 2. Those are some of my favorite Star Wars games still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think think my brother would agree with you. He loves the retro video games, so he's all about that. Uh, Awesome, awesome. Okay, up next, we've got a question from Paul Buckle, who asks, okay, as I'm sure everyone on here is, I've always been a big fan. Simple little question. If a version of Animal Crossing was released based in the Star Wars universe, do you think it would consume you like the dark side did to Anakin? Thanks again for all you do have a great one i mean yeah i think that's an easy one to say yes to because that's <laughs> just molly and i have been working hard on our island we just got it to five stars very proud of that uh, yeah <laughs> it would be funny to see a star wars take on that because well first of all i do our our island tune is the mandalorian theme yeah. our island flag is baby yoda sipping broth uh <laughs> i've got like some custom star wars uh shirts and stuff that i cycle through um i'm trying to so i guess you'd be like the one human uh and then every other villager would be like a tauntaun and a wampa <laughs> and it, it would have to be star wars animals right a dewback uh it, it wouldn't be yeah. like sentient beings if we're trying to keep with the same animal crossing theme porg a porg would be walking oh, yes. around yeah like that, oh. that'd be that'd be so much fun gotta have a porg yeah. on there pet gotta porg. have a porg just don't eat it have a pet have a pet porg um molly's love for baby odor is infectious by the way so we've got to say that right up right up there and i like the fact that you're i've never played animal crossing i've got to say that now i never played it uh though i feel like i should do because everyone seems to be playing this game alex damon what on earth is animal crossing about for someone like me who's never played it <laughs> it's just a good relaxing time like you can log on to this thing play it for an hour and it's you're kind of plopped on a desert island with uh two other animals at the start and your (laughs) raccoon overlord who like (laughs) gives you houses but you have to pay him back he like 
loans you out and everything. Uh, basically, you're just trying to clean up this island, get other people to come live with you. You make friends with the villagers. You fish. You catch bugs. And there's like certain bugs that are only available in certain months and stuff like that. And you, you have a museum you're trying to grow. Like there's a bunch of different ways that you can play the game. And all of it is just a nice, relaxing, like positive break from the world, <laughs> even though you are digitally doing chores. Like <laughs> Molly and I are really into breeding flowers right now. So every day it's like, all right, we got to get up. We got to water our flowers. Let's go. <laughs> what? But but it's it's fun. I was, it gives you like, like this whole sense of accomplishment. Tamagotchi, yeah. It's like a yeah, it's like a Tamagotchi on steroids. <laughs> well, I was going to you did mention positive. I was that kind of negates my question, but I was going to say if you ever thought about, you know, you know, sneaking into that uh, raccoon overlord's hut and you know, taking him out and being the leader of the animal of your island, but I guess that kind of goes against the entire um like the whole Darth Palpatine <laughs> Darth Plagueis device. I guess it kind of goes against the positive vibe of the game. I mean, I'm basically the ruler of the island. Like, me and Molly rule everything. The raccoon's there. We let him pretend he has some power, but... You know. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. As soon as he turns his back, you know, you're, you know. That is until the next film comes out and you find out Palpatine was behind it all along. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. <laughs> he was a failed clone, that raccoon was. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So the final question, maybe this can be answered with that same one, but it's from Adrian Chorley. He said, uh, much love... To you both, Alex and Molly, your passion and positivity is something the fandom could do with a lot more of. Agreed. Uh, my question is, if Star Wars didn't exist, imagine that, what would you think you would each do with the immense amount of time and effort that you clearly put into your channel? And he says, try not just to pick another franchise to do an explain more, explained for. So what? Would you, so with all the time and effort and energy you put into your channel, you know, what do you think you would each do with it? Huh. Uh... For your channel. Man, I don't know. Like th- this happens so accidentally. <laughs> like, I'd probably just still have a regular job where I'm doing marketing somewhere. Uh, I I don't know. Like Animal Crossing I'd, explained. I'd... <laughs> well, he he doesn't want me to pick another franchise. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'm I'm, assuming, I'm guessing it's like you can't do like MCU explained or something like that, right? I couldn't do that. Like uh, my next choice would probably be Lord of the Rings, but oh, yeah. um, mm, nice, good choice. But like the whole reason I started this channel was to win a Star Wars trivia contest, and you don't really have those for Lord of the Rings. So no. yeah, I, I finally I have no got idea. to win that contest as well. That's a good question. He's going to spark like an existential crisis. That <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have this right now. <laughs> yeah. Adrian, what have it's you done? It's all a lie. Yeah. It's all a lie. What have I got? What have I done? Adrian, you've just you've broken our guest. Thank you ever so much for that. Uh, Molly, we apologize for the catatonic state your husband's gonna be in, but blame Adrian surely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Alex. You're an absolute king. We send all of our love over to you guys in the US. Hope you guys are keeping well and safe during this crazy time. But thank goodness we have this lovely, lovely mythology to escape to. Yeah. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Matt. I hope you guys stay safe over there as well. We certainly will be. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll be putting our feet up tomorrow and checking out whatever you're going to be dropping anytime soon. So, uh, guys, go and check out Alex and Molly's work on Star Wars Explained on YouTube, obviously on Twitter and Instagram as well. But honestly... 
check out the work. Anything you need to know, you don't need me to tell you this, but anything you need to know about Star Wars, they're going to explain it to you. It's all in the title. It's not Star Wars Minute anymore. It's Star Wars Explained. So well, Alex here yeah, and Molly as well, thank you so much for the effort, the time, the perseverance, the patience, because I guess you put out with a lot of rubbish sometimes, uh, and energy that you give to the fan base. Because, uh, you know, it. We love it, 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 like, like our comments and, our mess- and the messages we've got there have said, you know, it shines through. We all recognise that. Uh, and we know that we're going to watch one of your videos. We're going to get a positive time. And we're going to learn something. And we're going to have a bit of fun as well. So, guys, thank you for everything you do. Th- thank you for having me on. I, it, this was so much fun. I, I just love talking Star Wars with anyone. So uh, <laughs> I'm happy to do it again at any time. You're a king, Alex. Thank you again. May the force be with you always. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom. You're listening to the Star Wars Session podcast, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. Matty boy, you heard the track. We've had some laughs. We've had some talks. But you know what it means now. It's time for the weekly Star Wars Sessions game. Are you ready, big boy? I have was, I've never been readier now, mate. Oh, mate, it is a spicy one. It is a bit familiar. I thought, you know what? It, it's, it's, been a, it's been a hard week already. And we've already used all our brain power with, with Alex that, you know, you need the energy to keep up with them. So I thought, you know what? It, it's got to be a classic Star Wars Sessions game this week. It's got to be the jokes, isn't it? it yes. Is, is, yes. Is this a half-decent Star Wars joke? I don't even know what the name of this game is, but we're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it because I have the joke book and we are slowly but surely going to make our way through the whole of it, mate, boy. Right. I've only got like two or three of these right out of like 20 so far. Yeah, it's, um, they're not good. I'll level with you. <laughs> it's, it's something. I'll, I'll level with you. They're, they're not great. They're not great. Um, but hey, that isn't for me to decide. That is for you and the listeners to decide. Are you ready, mate? let's do it okay so the first one is people often ask me how you organize a space party um <laughs> um do you uh ship loads of beer uh no 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 you wish big boy um no it's you have to plan it See, that's quite good. I'm going to give them that. Do you know what? Do you know what? It's not Considering bad. Some of them. It's not bad. Considering some of them being like Wampers, which got nothing to do with anything. Yeah. 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 It's not bad. It is not bad. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next one. You can always tell if a Star Destroyer is on its way to a party. It's wearing a... <laughs> Mini. Mini. Um, Come on, Matt. You've never seen a Star I mean, Destroyer not on a rave up, mate. Uh, a bag, dress, hat, coat, coat, uh, imperial Ooh. trench gum. Ooh, Ooh. I-, I thought you were going to get it then. Uh, coat, coat. Ooh, ah. oh, 
close. Something something you'd accessory accessory section. Jewelry earrings, um A Oh I'm a, it, I can't think. A, a tie. Oh. A tie <laughs> that is spelt T I E capitalized. A tie. But uh, it carries a tie, doesn't wear a tie, but I mean, okay, semantics aside. I mean it's a stretch, isn't it? It's all about it, the uh the stretch. Very mm. good. Jolly good. Um okay, so another one. I saw a couple of huts fighting the other day. They were really XYZ it out. Jabbering. Jabbering. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on, give it give it another guest. They were So I saw a lot of huts fighting the other day. They were really something it out. They were really Hutting it out, spicing it out, spicing uh, it out. Yeah, they were behind the bed, <laughs> behind the sheds, <laughs> on the old uh, castle spice. slugging it out. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. you naughty boy. Yes. Yeah, mate, you got that one. Oh, so good. Yeah, no, you got that one. Oh, mate, yes. I don't, I don't know why space slug. Yeah. I'm, I've got one. You got one. <sighs> I, I, I'm genuinely pleased. That's it, mate. Flip, flaming neck. Flaming neck. Um, all right then. Are there any Sam people in the audience? <laughs> oh, I've, oh, what's what's the word in? <laughs> They're easily startled, but they'll be back in greater numbers. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what Alec Guinness said. Yeah. Obi Wan says, isn't it? But no. But he, the question is: Are there any Sam people in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, yeah that's it just like is it no it goes i'm uh, picking something up on my tuscan radar uh, <laughs> yeah that's it a joke wow joke. tuscan radar maybe i'm gonna get that okay all right you naughty boy. What, about, what about this um this uh, i reckon you should get this the emperor zapped me with lightning bolts something behavior Shocking behaviour. Yes. Okay. Respect to Basingstoke. No, that's not. That's not. I'm I not even going to try. You're reading through these on the toilet, chuckling to yourself. This is. I oh, hang on. Listen to this one, mate. Why does Yoda smell nice? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Because he had a Dager bath. Oh, do you know what, mate? I think that might be better than the actual answer. Really? Yeah, I'm going to give you that one anyway. Not that I'm recording it. Not that I'm recording it. But it says deodorant. Oh, well, that's not bad, Stu. You know what? Yeah, once again, that's not bad. Deodorant. Oh, fellas up. Fellas at Egmont. Egmont. I believe, Egmont. I believe. I don't know if that's a subsidiary of Penguin or not. Uh, if so, brilliant book. Really enjoy the book. Yeah, keep yeah. it up. Yeah. They, they send us copies. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Build that relationship. Uh, um, what's green and shoots jam at you? <laughs> what's green and shoots jam at you? 
Yeah. Uh, I said to you, it doesn't say yeah, but it says you. What's it's just green and shoots jam at you? Yeah. What's um, green and shoots jam at you? Yoda at breakfast? Yeah. Close. Yoda eating a donut. Oh. It's tragic, isn't it? That is tragic. It is. That That's the sort yeah. of... That is that is hands down like a generic a generic joke this company must have, and they just like they think right. Let we if we we oh do we need a Lord of the Rings joke book or a Hobbit joke book? Okay, what (laughs) what short and shoots jam at you? A Hobbit eating a donut. Like (laughs) oh right okay fantastic. What lives in Mordor oh, and shoots jam at you? Sauron eating a donut, yeah, eating exactly. a busted cream. Get over yourself. Come on. <laughs> All right, last one, mate. Last one. Right, mate. Why Come were on. the Jedi Have Masters eyes crossed? Why were the Jedi Masters eyes crossed? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> my mind's going all these places and none of them make sense. Why were his eyes crossed? This one, yeah. This one ain't bad to be fair. Because the Jedi only look inwards? Good, uh, no, no, good, good, good try, <laughs> good try. You want to know the answer? We're going to give it one more go. Yes and no, but I, I, I don't want to because I fear this may end me. But why, yes, why because I'm so curious. His eyes crossed. Go on. Why was his eyes crossed? <laughs> it been on the beers all afternoon. <laughs> oh, Jeanette, exactly was, Jeanette was a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi and Jeanette. Yeah. Um, I've no idea, mate. Alright. He couldn't control his pupils. Oh. <laughs> Eyes crossed I mean, Jedi oh Master. You know what? I'll hand it to you. Absolutely. I'll, I'll hand it to you've, you've brought the heat again. You you've have, excelled once, this time. Once again, you have saved me from this week's game. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, very thank you, Eggman. Thank you, Luke Bly, for ending the show on a big bang. Yes, exactly, precisely. <laughs> well, I always look forward to the Egmont book coming out, and um, let's face it, we all know it's coming out again at some point in the future. So, guys, if you have, if you have any bad Star Wars jokes, send them Luke's way. Maybe maybe you can incorporate them into the next Bly game, Bly joke game. Yeah, mate, send them through. Any any naff jokes. Ideally good ones, but sometimes naff ones are just as banterous as the as the good ones. It's the good ones that don't land properly. They're the worst ones. They're the worst. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there we go, guys. Uh, mate, it. this is the way. This is the way. This is this is the way. So, uh, and this is also the end. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Work in the world, find us, Master Blywalker. You can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. And on Twitter, you can find us at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. You can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Twitter. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address, which is sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. 
Yeah, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere in the galaxy that you can find a podcast, you'll find us there. And if you do love the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and think about heading over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. Our faces are on there. What more could you want? So drop us a review on there too if you have a spare 30 seconds. It helps the show grow. It helps us more than you know. We love hearing from you guys each and every week. So thank you again. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell the podcaster who really needs to use the loo. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spicier. Tell them to wear some deodorant. Tell them this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, Alex, thank you so much for coming on and spicing up our show. And from me, see ya. And from Lukey Boy. May the force be with you. Always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes... Hey, Biggs, I told you I'd make it someone day. It'll be like old times, Luke. They'll never stop us. <laughs> Tell that to Country Club. <laughs>